Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Welcome today at the table with Darlene. We are so glad that you are joining us. And it may be evening, it may be morning, night, or noon. And that's for my daughter that's sitting next to me that was saying, what if they're not watching or listening to this on the evening? So, okay, this is for everyone that's listening at any time. We are glad that you're here with us at the table because we have an exciting, exciting program I have actually been waiting a long, long time for this particular program to happen because this is a person, to me, that just listening to her talk inspires me. And so I am anxious for you to meet her. But first of all, I have to tell you that around the table tonight is some of my favorite people, especially at the table, but at many different times. Sitting next to me to my right is my daughter, Tiffany Kramer. Tiffany, we're so glad you're here, as always. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. To keep the conversation light and funny and going and and, uh, very inspired. And, of course, right across the table from us is Chris Norman, who is our executive producer. And we thank you, Chris, for everything that you do for... No thanks needed. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, we're glad you're here. But the exciting guest that we are happy to have tonight is, I would count her a very good friend because we just happened to meet and we had some things in common called children and grandchildren sitting at a pool one day. And uh, But uh, this woman is, uh, I think for every woman, she is an encouragement to say, go for your dreams. And she is none other than Nicole Gephardt. And uh, welcome, Nicole, tonight or today or this morning, whenever you're listening to this program. (laughs) Tiffany really threw her off. I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. Until next time. Welcome, Nicole. We're so glad you're here. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much for allowing me to join you at the table. What fun. I wish I were there in person. Oh, we do, too. And maybe that will happen sometime when you happen to roll into Missouri, uh, you know, Farmington, Missouri. Now, you have to be coming here on purpose to uh, find us, but hopefully someday that will happen and you'll end up here and surprise us, and we would love that. We're working on it. My daughters and me would enjoy that, and I. (laughs) Uh, You know, the funny thing is, and we just got to tell a little backstory here because it's just so interesting. Uh, We met on vacation in Florida a few years ago. Do you remember how long ago that was? Uh, (laughs) No, No, but I I have the photos. The girls were young, so yes. I know, and Max was quite young and sitting around the pool watching the kids uh, have such a good time, and and uh, we just kind of talked about what each other did, and, and uh, you intrigued me so much with your vision, and uh, uh, we just want to talk a little bit, don't want to embarrass you, but this is a woman with uh, so much talent and so much to give, and she gives to so many people all the time, and but... Uh, Nicole is a marketing strategist. She is CEO of Niche Pressworks, and she offers a strategic online and offline marketing guidance and publishing service for business leaders on a mission. And that really is kind of a nutshell of what you do. Uh, it's amazing, and, and the men and women that are coming to you for publishing, it's just I, I feel like, oh, I know somebody that is really, really all important in the business world, but yet so practical and so helpful. And so we just want to talk a little bit today, uh, Nicole, about some of the things that you are involved in 
in, in the world that you live in. So we just invite you to share some things with us today. Thank you. You know, it's, it's, it's humbling. I'm just doing my thing. I think what's uh, amazing is that, you know, when you and I met, you just discover what God's doing through all these different hands around the world. And I think that is just what delights me. So um, like you said, um, I am a marketing strategist. So I, the backstory is that uh, I had been working for Caterpillar in public relations or public affairs for a number of years. And, um, went through three miscarriages and we also lost an infant. And at the end of the day, I think it was stress-related, those, those challenges were. So I love my job at Caterpillar. And um, my husband and I at the time were both working there. We were dual income, no kids. And um, it was nothing for us to work 50-hour weeks. You know, we were happy to go in on a Saturday. We were climbing the corporate ladder and we were enjoying it. It was about that time that it was time for me to start having babies because that was on my agenda list for starting at age 29 to have my first baby. And um, I ended up going through, um, like I said, I had a miscarriage and then we had a daughter who was born with severe, uh, life ending defects. So she was born full term, but she only lived 12 hours. Mm. And then I went on to have two more miscarriages and we went through the whole gamut of testing to say, you know, what's wrong. Uh, and all the genetic testing, everything kept coming back as normal. And the only common denominator was, um, stress. Like I started to begin to understand that maybe the pressure that I was putting on myself at work Wow. was related to that. And so um, that's where they. I ended up, of course, I had the compassion of wonderful management at Caterpillar who was you know, seeing this, this tri these trials I was going through. And so we switched me into a low-stress job. And I discovered I loved that low-stress job just as much, which was really interesting to me. But the pressure was off. The, wow. the hard deadlines of, that came with my previous job in communications was, was off. And uh, I ended up having two healthy, success, you know, beautiful babies that you have met. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And they are beautiful <laughs> girls inside and out. That's, yeah, inside is so important to me. Absolutely. So, so anyway, the um, that's when, you know, I when I lost the first baby, I kind of I made a deal with God. I'd always planned to climb the corporate ladder. And I said, okay, God, I tell you what, I get this, you know, this baby thing. It seems pretty important. Um, and I wanted a child at that point more than I probably ever had. Um, and so I made a deal when I lost the first miscarriage that, uh, I would work only part time when when we had a baby, <laughs> and that I would I wouldn't put her in daycare full time. I would just put her in daycare part time, and then uh, we lost our our second pregnancy, which was uh, our daughter Ashley, and that's where I really I reorganized my priorities and my husband and I both, and we decided to move back to our hometown, and uh, reorder everything that we wanted to do, and so uh, I ended up. Shift. I went back to work though, and stepped right back into that role after she was born. And distress, you know, I lost two more children. But by the time I finally had uh, our oldest daughter, who is now nineteen, um, but when she was born, I ended up becoming officially Caterpillar's first official work from home employee, which is wow. funny because that is yeah. So I was hip before hip was in. You now my were. Husband, yeah. Now everyone uh, works. Is, from I mean, home. at an executive level, it took executive uh, permission for me to become the first employee to, that Caterpillar would trust to work from home. Wow! And uh, and how and long ago husband, was that? So that would have been Lauren's nineteen. So it was nineteen years ago. Wow! And, um, That's crazy. That's yeah, awesome. and what's funny is now my husband works from home for Caterpillar still. <laughs> so he's he's a pandemic, you know, worker from uh -huh. home. So he's in the basement every day, and so you, you know, paved the he's way. He's finally caught up to me. That is something. That is very <laughs> yeah. interesting. It's our 15 seconds of fame. That's, that's my backstory. But um, <laughs> no, I, I, love it. I 
for two years when after Lauren was born, I worked from home and for part time um, for a number of those you know months. And then uh, when I was pregnant with baby number six, which is now Sarah, uh, I left Caterpillar officially, and it was the hardest thing that I ever did. But I knew it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I just knew that that's where God was leading me. And then I got really bored and I said, okay, God, if you want me to be a stay-at-home mom, you're going to have to give me something to do. (laughs) And so I started uh, just doing freelance stuff and and doing freelance marketing and consulting and working with business owners. And what I discovered was a lot of business owners were just as stressed out as as I had been at Caterpillar. And um, it kind of, it broke my heart. I mean, I sat and cried with business owners and, and, you know, and prayed with them over the mess that, you know, they were struggling with. And, so one thing led to another, and I started working with them on trying to figure out how to help them get clients with less effort. And eventually, I started helping them publish a book because I felt like the book was the fastest way for me to help them share their message and reach more people. And Can I ask then, you a question right there? Yeah. Was your plan to get into helping publish books, or did that just happen as a market strategist that you just began to see that need? It was an answered prayer, actually. Um, I had a six-week workshop. I was working with 10 business owners, and I really became aware that the stress that they were under was destroying the thing that their business was supposed to be creating. So it was the exact replay of what I'd gone through at Caterpillar. You know, and you know, any business owner, their dream is to be able to fund vacations, have more time off, right, and take their family in you know, places that they couldn't have gone if they had a job and, mm-hmm. and to pay for their colleges. And, and the reality is very few business owners uh, are, are making it. A lot of them are, you know, have a lot of debt um, or, you know, it's the toughest job they've ever had working for the worst boss they've ever owned, right? <laughs> so I, had, I went to God in prayer and I said, I need ideas that if I could work with him on a short amount of focused time, that we could create something that would work really well for them for a long period of time. And God gave me three different answers to that um, and we do all three still, or, and one of them was the book and how to publish a book. And so I did it as a test experiment, actually with a ministry here in town, um, hmm. and transformed his ministry literally within a month of when the book came out and gave him the credibility he needed to go before the leaders that he needed to help fund his ministry. Wow. And that's where I really understood that this was a calling. And so I've had the opportunity not only to work with um over 180, I think, business owners, but um, with three ministries like yours that we've been able to serve um, and and help with the not-for-profit world and, and share a message and, and take that to the world. So it's been an honor. Wow. That is that is just so interesting how God guides the steps of a dream. You know, you didn't know exactly where it was going to lead you, but you knew that everything that was going on was toward uh, a purpose. And I know that you still feel that way. And that's why you are so, uh, why you want to help others. And and it's evident, I I have sat in on just a couple of your monthly uh, Zoom times when you're just encouraging and talking and, and imparting to business leaders and and those that have written books, and and uh, I, I I'm very impressed uh, at what God is doing in and through you, and how you're reaching the secular world. Uh, that that just really ministers to me every time that uh, I hear you talk, because I sit there to listen more than to say anything, and. and uh, Anyway, I'm just uh, really in- intrigued with your story, and so uh, you got into uh, 
like you said, you helped with some non-for-profit organizations and and what a ministry that is. And, and God's used you. I mean, I can't even count the ways how you've uh, ministered and how you God has used you to help women around the world ministries. But yet here on this other side, God is allowing you to do that and help these these organizations. But you're helping so many business leaders and uh, touching their lives. Uh, so share a little bit with us how you got on into as you went into uh, uh, helping with the books and all. How that's kind of and you started Niche Works. How did when did this kind of come? Uh, when did you actually? Uh, started hiring people and, and bringing people into the world that you're in right now. Interesting. Um, so it was really, I think about it, we did our first book in 2012. And we actually did two. So I did the ministry book. And right around that time, I had another uh, woman who had come to me and she had an opportunity to be in front of her ideal clients. And she was looking for something to give away and she wanted to give away a trinket. And I'm like, how is a trinket? turn into a client. And so I said, let's try this book thing. Cause she'd actually written a book before. And, um, so we turned both of those books around. Um, I don't recommend this. We did both of those books each in four months and got them published. So, but those were my first two experiences. And, um, for a number of years, I, I did everything with the client and eventually it got to be you know too much. And so I started, uh, my first big fear was hiring. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that's, you know, that's a major shift to actually bring somebody on. I had a team around me of, you know, contractors that I would bring in a designer and an editor and, and all of those things. But it became apparent that if I was going to start fulfilling the mission that God had for me, that I was going to have to hire. And so hired um, my first uh, employee and I figured out how to do it on a project level. So um, for most of my employees, they're paid on a project level, which uh, allows me to, you know, if the business is, um, faster they get paid more and if the business slows down like we had in the pandemic um, that their pay is tied to what's actually coming in and so there's that gave you know that in itself was a big uh, idea that God gave me on how to to start simply um, but last month we were actually hiring again and so we've got now um, we just started a new woman the other day and you know the cool thing is when you pray about it and you ask, God just brings the right people around you. And I think that's, that goes, what's so neat about our relationship is Max, your grandson was <laughs> how, you know, Tiffany's here. That's how we met. And we're yeah. sitting, I still remember sitting at the indoor pool at the end of these two chairs. And you, you're telling me that you had wanted to write a book and you had this idea for a book in your story. And, and I'm always watching when I meet people to see how God's using them and what he's doing and, and where I'm supposed to help in this in this appointment if I am. So I think that's fun. Tell me about you. I'd like to know, what has the book done for your ministry? Oh, my goodness. Watch her turn the tables. This lady. She flipped it. Right yeah. She flipped it. I, we don't ever do that's this. That's good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Chris is over there. Yes. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the hot seat. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, Nicole... I mean, my goodness, uh, it's really hard to 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 say what exactly it's done because I stand back in amazement all the time. We were figuring, and we well, this past Sunday at our church, we kind of did a uh, at we did a two part service where we talked about a new ministry that we are uh, uh, getting ready to start at our church, and then the second part was about the women around the world ministries. And we talked a little bit just about the book and how 
we have given away, uh, you know, usually when you get books, you sell books, and we do sell books, uh, but the reason that we do sell those books is to get more finances, to give more books away. And uh, that kind of started uh, with the memoir, you know, uh, sharing the story of my life and how God can take brokenness and still, you know, when our not we don't feel like we're enough and, and uh, takes our pieces and we give them back to God. And so my story was not any different than probably most human beings, whether it be male or female, because we've all had situations of our life. But yet God gave me a platform uh, because of the ministry that we get to travel to other countries around the world. And seeing men, uh, women that just didn't have the opportunities that women in America have grown to enjoy, you know, to be business women like you are, you know, women that know that they have purpose and, and all. And I think in my life, I felt like, you know, my purpose was very limited. But through life, God began to show me that he had a bigger plan. And I think he does for all of us. And so when we wrote the book, you know, my my first thing was, oh, if I'm going to write a book, I want to share it especially with the Republic of Georgia because that is a country I go to every year except for this year and the year they were in war. Those are the only two years that we've missed in 16 years of going there for uh, conferences. We actually started in 2002. I guess it's 18 years. So, yeah, this would have been 16th. We already had our 16th conference there. But anyway... Um, so I wanted so much to be able to have it translated into the Georgian language, and we did that. And so we uh, have given out almost 2,000 books there. And wow. then in uh, Myanmar, which we had it translated into Burmese. And I'm sorry, what's the name of your book, ma'am? Oh, The, mir <laughs> Just <Wow. saying. laughs> the Miracle of the Breaking. High five, Tiffany. Thank you very much. <laughs> and do I dare say it was published by uh, a really great publisher? I won't say much more. But anyway, um, Nicole, you're amazing. Uh, anyway, yes. And so we did that. We uh, had it translated in Burmese. And we went to Myanmar uh, for our second women's conference. And I want to tell you also, since, Nicole, we haven't had this conversation, but we now have a women around the world a group of women in Myanmar now, uh, and we are sponsoring them every month. So that is wow. exciting, and we gave over 800 books away there uh, just in January, I guess, of 2020, yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and uh, we've had it translated into Spanish and into Kiswahili. We would be there in December this year, but we had to... Uh, cancel our trip to Kenya and to Tanzania. So those will be in 2020. One. One, yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, right now, yes, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you and Chris, keep me straight. Uh, and it is tonight, right? Uh, anyway, uh, we are, are having it translated into the most popular uh, Filipino language, which is uh, Tagalog, I think, how, is how you say it. I always want to say Tagalog. How I know, that's how, it, because that's, that's how wrong. it is. No, that's how you spell it. Yeah. And I, yeah, that that would be, but that's not the real pronunciation, I don't think. But I don't know that I got it right. So God has just been doing amazing things. And so when you say, what has it meant? 
It means that uh, we get to uh, present it here in the States. We have a conference this weekend and uh, a place we haven't been before for a conference. And we get to go and, uh, you know, present the gospel and uh, to minister to women. And, and we will have our book there and uh, what God does in these conferences that we get to go to in the States. It helps uh, to finance the conferences that we go to around the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of it. But and you were such an intricate part of that, Nicole. My goodness, you were a divine appointment. Had no idea when we had that little chat, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no idea whatsoever, and I didn't know where I was going with it. Uh, heard about a lot of different publishers, you know. Uh, I I was just walking in blindly, and then when I uh, sent it to you. Uh, and um, so, did you already have it written when you met her? No, no, I was just in. I just had thoughts. You know, I've yeah. been journaling for years. Yeah. And no, no, God really. There's something about Nicole that makes that people. And if you'll read up on Nicole, she just has that way of telling you to get with it without you know. And <laughs> and she didn't know that I was unless God told her. I don't know that you knew that you would ever be part of my, you know, part of my story with this. I don't know, you know, that that was ever a thought. But you have that way in just talking to you that really ignited something in me. And so, yeah. It's just, it just is a good reminder that, that don't waste any moment because... You had no you were just relaxing, enjoying mm-hmm. vacation, doing your thing like you you know like you try to do you know every year and and you came back home talking about this sweet lady and her two sweet girls that you met you know at the pool, and they just really you know connected with max and and all of that, and I was like, wow, that's so neat mm-hmm. and you know then then you just go on, you think that's it, but mm-hmm. it it wasn't just a a happenstance meeting at all. It really was part of your destiny, and I think that right. that's that's key to remember that any moment could be your moment of destiny. So don't ignore those important moments because they could change your life or someone else's life or or whatever. That's so true. That it, that is really true. And I I know Chris uh, Norman is a, a business owner here in town, and and uh, He's, he's just, a businesses owner. He is. Yeah. I'm I mean, an addiction. He he does. <laughs> yeah. But I I was I was watching Chris when you were talking a while ago, and I I can see where you speak into so many mm-hmm. business owners' lives, and and uh, he I one thing I've learned about him is is and business people they listen with all ears, and and there were things that you were saying about business just in the few moments. Because you have so much to speak into people's lives, Nicole, and the encouragement that you're giving to the business world because God is using uh, Christian men and women all around the world uh, to to bless the kingdom of God. And, and you're getting to go into uh, a secular world that so many people don't get to go. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at your... Uh, author titles. Uh, in fact, I would encourage the the listeners, especially business owners, to go uh, look up nichepressworks.com uh, and uh, just look and find out a little bit about Nicole Gephardt because this is a woman with a mission. 
And that's what I love. And because everybody that you come in contact with or that listens to you, you impart something. And uh, I, I would have a feeling probably, Chris, you were just a little bit uh, excited when she began to talk about business owners and just a little bit that she was saying a while ago. Well, I could just relate to what she was saying because as business owners, we even if we have it together, oftentimes it doesn't feel like we have it together. And oftentimes it feels like we're completely alone because very few people understand that it's the worst boss you ever had and oftentimes <laughs> sometimes the worst job you ever have even though it's incredibly fulfilling but and an addiction it's an addiction to me but yeah that's what I was thinking it's like oh gosh and that's where we're at right now and what we're doing is like it's so the pressure is so intense and just even to have somebody come in and just say that they understand whether they could fix it or not I mean I think that's a huge deal there's comfort yeah. in yeah. in that relation, yeah. Yeah, you're not alone. Almost yeah. more of a business coach than a marketing coach. I mean, I'm sure it turns into that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, well, it's a ministry, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and to each other. But um, you know, we talked about this uh, prior to the show recording. But years ago, um, I had to write a book. I had a whole six weeks to write a book, and I wrote oh, a book thank called you, Nicole. Thank you're you. Gonna, I'll, I'll talk about this one. I wrote a book <laughs> called Closed. Sundays and, and it's on um, Amazon. You can find it there. And um, it really was an answer to a prayer. Now you have to know, I really, literally had six weeks to write the book because I was going to go get certified in how to create bestsellers. And I had to create my own bestseller in order to, I was going to speak on the stage and get certified as a coach. So I had to go through the course, create a bestseller and then show up on stage as a bestselling author. So I had to write a book and I asked God, you know, what do I write about? And at the time I was dealing with a lot of Christian business leaders who were felt like God was calling them to come out about their faith in their business. And I kept hearing this conversation in multiple circles and the same question always came up, which is, how do I do that? Like, you know, do I put a fish on my business card and on my checks? You know, do I put the Bible on the counter? I don't know how to do that. And what do you mean by that, God? And so the book was just um, a series of questions and interviews and some research that I did to say, you know, how do, how do people do this? And what I discovered is, you know, a lot of the best businesses, and this was five years ago, but a lot of the best businesses, it wasn't obvious until you really got to work with them. And then you saw that the hand of God was on what they were doing. And I was, you know, this is the Joseph in the Potiphar's house. And, you know, that's sometimes the most effective way to minister. And so that's what the book was about. But it was just studying the struggles that business owners have and the questions about do you come out or do you not? That's good. That is really good. We, that is we, good. Yeah, we're looking you up here. We're finding your book. <laughs> that, the, uh, Nicole doesn't like to talk about herself. That's why she's so good at what she does. Uh, she really is. I mean, because God put her in the people business. And people that are in the people business really want to talk about, you know, they want to impart to the people that's around them. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so hard to talk about yourself is because you want to help other people succeed. and But that's what you're doing. What a ministry. My goodness, Nicole. And, 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 and to see your focus because you are one focused lady. And I appreciate that about you. I, uh, I just, I learn, I glean every time that, that we have a conversation and I love the fact that God is at the center of everything that you're doing. And that's the reason that you're doing so well. Uh, and I believe that Christian business men and women, well, all of us, I don't care who we are, but especially 
if we are into a business that we want to bless other people, we want it to grow, then we have to be a people that cares for others. And you are definitely that. Some of the things that I've picked out of what she said, too, is, and one thing that I'm, God is heavily teaching me right now, is finding, is being in business and being driven and being a dreamer and being all those things, it's so easy to become unbalanced and it's so easy to just want to pour whatever into whatever you're working on and finding that balance as a business owner is incredibly hard. And you mentioned that when you were talking about being able to go on vacations and mm-hmm. and even hiring somebody, the stress of hiring somebody and, and handing your baby to somebody and trusting them. I mean, it's like, it's so easy to, to be thrown off balance by all those things. Tell and, us how you handled that. Uh, Nicole, in the early stages, and how you be, w- could go on vacation, and how you could relax in that, because that helped Chris and other listeners that are listening. <laughs> I'm probably the worst at this, so uh, I appreciate that. But I'm a type A personality, um, so I'm true full blood entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they, is that Enneagram three. I'm just starting. My team is Enneagramming me more than I am, but. Um, I am trying to rest more. So trying to, you know, force myself, uh, to, to draw more. So one of my hobbies is I like to draw and, um, you know, at the end of the day, I I always want to arrive at the throne and and hear well done, good and faithful Mm. servant. I don't want to leave anything on the table, but I also don't want to miss the point of life. And so trying to find the balance, um, I'm really at a blessed opportunity now that my girls are 17 and 19. I've got one at college and one who's a senior. And, you know, they're pretty independent at this point. And so I feel like now is the opportunity for me to run with this business. And you know, whether it's a two-talent assignment that I'm taking to four or one that I'm taking to two, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to take what God's given me and grow it and, and still, though, keep a balance and rest and keep the focus on um, him as my provider. And so those are hard things. And I'm sure Chris can, you know, you've got to do the work at the end of the day, you've got to do the work. And, and and that's, that's true because, and especially when you're starting out new businesses until they get on their feet real good. Uh, it, it, it's like, you know, it's like, I know church in one sense is kind of like a business Mm -hmm. because we have to run it like that. And you, you know, you have to raise up leaders. You have to raise up people that you can trust when you're in a business. And uh, but at you, the end of the day, if it's not done, it's, it's not on done. You. It's still on you. On you. <laughs> and so, you. whether yeah. the yes. person you hired to do it or the one that you enlisted so to do it, whether they do mm-hmm. it or not, mm-hmm. especially on the not side, it's still so true. It's still your name. It is. That's mm-hmm. out there, yeah. your ministry or yeah. your business. Well, even whatever. deeper than that, it's your responsibility to put the processes in a place to make yeah. sure they're doing it right mm-hmm. or that you've mm-hmm. given them the right tools to do it. So if they fail because of the tools, the training, the inspiration, the mm-hmm. lack of any of those true. things that you give them, it falls back on you as well. Yeah. And it's so not, true. It may not be because of laziness or because they don't care because the people that work for me care a lot. And to the point they take it very personally, but if they fail, it's because I didn't give them the tools to succeed. Mm-hmm. And that is so that's so true. Yeah. yeah. I'm finding I'm right at an interesting pivot that, you know, you can get so far in your business kind of strong-arming it um, yeah. and, you know, keeping your hand on all of the, you know, whack-a-moles. And I'm at that point now where I have to learn to let it go. So mm-hmm. we're going through the process of the EOS system, um, which is by um, Gino Wickman, I believe, and 
burn harnish. There's two different versions of that. But you know, we're we're starting now as a group to talk about what are our values. Um, you know, I've, I'm a big systems girl. I've learned all that from Caterpillar. So when a client publishes a book with us, my team has a 115 point checklist, that, you know, from start to finish. So I've got all of that build built, but now it's really looking at the bigger picture. What's, you know, I've got a business advisor now who's looking at the numbers with me and saying, are we getting an ROI from our employees, right? Is, you know, what's the ratio of what it should cost versus what I'm charging and all of the interesting things that will take us to the next level. And for me, it's just understanding that that is I went from a one talent assignment to a two and now to go from a two to four, everything kind of has to change, mm-hmm. starting with me. You can't and do it all. I can't do it all. And so really having to become a better leader, yes. it's, it's, it's a fascinating yes. shift. And it's the same thing I'm sure you've gone through in the ministry as you go from just small church to a you know, you can't get to a larger church without delegating and learning mm-hmm. to be a good leader. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's even harder in the church because you have to depend on people that you're not mm. even paying. Yeah, this is true. I mean, you have to this depend on a massive volunteer team, and it could go wrong so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, then, and you have a board, right? A lot of our council, a lot of churches yeah, have yeah, a council. Many do. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we have yeah. a ministry staff. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it all comes with time, but you're so right. There comes that time, you know, in the in the infant stage, in the early stage, you do. You pretty well have to keep your hands on it at all times. And as it grows and as you expand or you get ready for another expansion, you have to keep adding too. And 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 I like what Chris said, you know, you have to make sure that we train well. Because if we don't and we don't take care of it and we don't give people what they need, then it will fail. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that's a, that's a little bit scary because, uh, especially with something new, and Nicole, you're going into, like you said, a, you know, like a stage four here, you know, you're going mm-hmm. up. And so you're entering into areas you've never been before, but you have to allow other people to come with you. And, and so, yeah, it's that forever growing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's the fun part. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. We keep yeah. getting stretched. I think stretched. it's the fun part. It is. Yeah. We, it doesn't we, sound fun to me. That My point was just about to be that you have to be the right person cut out to do the right job. And that goes for ministry and, and business owners. I have no desire to be the head cheese of anything. But I love a plan. I love to be... I love, I love a list. Mm-hmm. I love instruction. You know... I I will delegate and designate as I need to, but to be the one that has to come up with all of that, that's not always my particular mm-hmm. cup of tea. But you're really good at helping to f- uh, formulate a plan. Right, yeah. And that's yeah. where Nicole is so good is mm-hmm. because she helps other business owners and people to uh, see their dream, see mm-hmm. their vision, and help them put it into words and what they want to see happen with with what they're involved in mm-hmm. and uh, what what a god-given uh ministry that you're in and people don't even know that you're in ministry nicole that is so cool yeah. i love it i love it because you have some really really great uh 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 uh, uh Gosh, what's the word I'm looking? Authors, you have yeah. some, you have some really great authors that that you have published books for, that are doing very well. And yeah, uh, well, I, 
Well, I think, you know, what's interesting is I battled when I did close Sundays, I really battled with, should I only serve Christian business owners? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, what are those, what am I called to do? And I finally decided that, you know, first God needs Christians in the marketplace. That was really yes. something that was important True. and vital. And that key message is that, that, you know, there are Christians in, in the church and, you know, they're leader, Christian leaders in the church, but we need them just as badly in the marketplace. But what I yes. saw is, you know, several of our authors are not Christians, right? But but the message that they have is life transforming for Christians. Like they may need to hear that. We published a book um, just recently called "Eat to Your Advantage," which is you know a holistic nutrition approach mm-hmm. and about food literacy. And that author is not a Christian, but um, that message in there, you know, several of her clients are my friends, and they are Christians, and she's transformed their lives. And so I think that's what's interesting. Like I said, I go back and when I meet people, whether it's you at the pool. Um, or whoever, you know, client or prospect, and I'm talking to them on the phone, I'm always listening to see what's God doing in and through this person. And am I, am I supposed to help? Mm. Is there a reason that we're in this conversation? Like Tiffany said, what's this moment about? Well, that's so, that's so good. And that's the way we should all live continuously. Well, how many books have you published or do you even know yet? How many? Somewhere around... Uh, we're nearing around 180. Um, not all of those are where I've worked with a client one-on-one. So we're about 80 of them. I've worked with a client one-on-one to help them plan out the table of contents, the strategy on and who they're working where, who they're writing for, and how they're going to use that within their business. And uh, and then I've got a team that takes care of all the publishing details for us. So that's amazing. Well, Nicole, it has been an absolute pleasure, and I mean that, to, to have you on with us. It's, it's, I'm very honored that you would do that. You're a busy lady, and you touch so many lives. I would encourage uh, anyone that's listening and that you want to find out more, and especially business owners, I would uh, encourage you to go to nichepressworks.com and check out Nicole. Even if you don't want to write a book, I would still encourage you to just go look and see what this lady is doing because there are books that I believe that you would really enjoy reading. I write down every time I get to sit in on a Zoom meeting with you, I write down about these authors and the books that they're writing and try to hunt them up. And I get really excited because of what you're doing and how you're helping people. I love some of the titles, and I just want to do this real quick, uh, Bite the Dog. I thought, Bite the Dog, you know, isn't that interesting? And and uh, the author of that, just so cool. And uh, and the, the influential doctor and so on and so forth and owning it and so many different ones that uh, you have helped. And what a blessing that is and what a blessing you are to the body of Christ, but also to the lives that you're touching through the business that God has led you into. We're so thankful for you, Nicole. It's been an honor serving you. And, and I just think it's such a delight when you reach out to me with another translation. <laughs> like We got you covered. And so that's been fun. So I think you're what, at five, we're, we're getting ready to do number five or number six after we, with the Tagalog? Yes, we are. Yeah. And uh, we're going to French next because uh, we have been invited to the Ivory Coast. And that is their main language there is French. So we're really excited about that. We're excited about what God's doing. It's not about how many translations we get. It's how many people can we reach. 
And, and, you know, I, even the audio, I'm like, you know, God, why did you have us put it in audio? You know, it really hasn't done that much yet, but I don't know. God is always up to something. And so that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. One last phrase from you, maybe. Uh, What would you tell any woman that would like to get into business or, or knows that God has called them into business or men that, that knows that, uh, you know, like you, you know, they know that there's something out there. What would you say to them in encouragement uh, before we go off the air tonight? Wow. Uh, I would say, you know, people, it's it's harder than you think, and it's okay for it to be hard. Hmm. Um, you know, I've, there's been several times that I've literally cried because I was terrified of, you know, hiring or the very first time a friend, men, mentor threw me under the bus. That's how I got my first speaking engagement. Um, and then I found out that I was going to be sitting on a panel with the woman that I considered, you know, my biggest competitor if I was going to open business. And um, so I, you know, I cried the night before and um, it's it's okay to be scared. But the thing that I've learned is if I pray every morning and I take every problem to God, uh, it's super fast. He'll literally answer some of my morning prayers by noon. And um, that's a, the greatest habit. And then that just encourages you to say, okay, I can go one more step. I can do this. I can do that. And the more you learn to trust him, um, you just kind of keep going up the ladder. And, and and you're just, like you said, you can look at the book and just be delighted and see what God's doing through something that he gave you to do. And I think that's what's exciting. So oh. just trust. Oh. Thank you, Nicole, because those were such words of wisdom that you just spoke, and I believe it's going to minister to so many. We're going to, before we go, uh, I'm going to ask you to pray, Nicole, if you don't mind. Just pray for the listeners that are listening that something that was said tonight, if nothing else, something that they catch in the spiritual realm that that will touch their hearts, and uh, we would appreciate that if you would do that tonight for us. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence with us. Uh, In this year of um, uncertainty, Father, you are certain nothing has caught you off guard here, and you have a purpose and a mission for every one of us. You appointed our purpose at this day and this hour um, long before we were ever born. And so uh, we just ask you, Lord, as as the listeners listen here, and and they're looking for their calling, they're looking for you to bring sense out of the senseless and and take what they have and mold it into something that we pray for your presence and your answers in their life. Pray for the Holy Spirit to encourage them and empower them. And we pray, Father, that you bring them the right people at the right time, wherever they are, that um, the moments in conversation would just encourage and inspire them and equip them to go to the next level and to serve you, Lord, so that someday every one of us might sit before the throne and kneel before the throne and, and hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you, Lord this opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for Darlene and her ministry and that precious family and all of the women around the world, Lord, that you are lifting up and using in incredible ways. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Until the next time at the table with Darlene, we just pray that the peace of God would rule and reign in your lives. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At the Table.
You can also check us out at DarleneRoads.org. Also at WAWMinistries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At the Table with Darlene.